All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Oilers Nation Radio, fresh Friday episode coming at you. Bag Milk, Rick. Dan, Tyler, Liam, we're all here. Gang's all here celebrating a big win last night against the Carolina Hurricanes. But first, we got to give a little bit of love to our friends at Oodle Noodle. New West End location just opened. Calgary location sounds like it's going to be opening in November. So if you are an Oilers fan in Calgary behind enemy lines, we're going to be sending some good eats down your way. As we do every week, we start off with a delicious debate for our friends at DoorDash. Liam, please, fresh one. Ding dong. Tyler, what do you got for us this week? Delicious debate. The Oilers are 2-2 two and two through their first four games. They wrap up the month with five more matchups. They go St. Louis, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, weird, Chicago, and Calgary. I know we gave our takes earlier, like what kind of record would you want to see in October, but now that you have four games under your belt, what are you expecting in these final five games? What's your record? What would make you happy? Dan? The final five games, I would say three and two, but... More importantly for me, it's the starts of the games that started better, obviously, against Carolina. And it's the keeping the good teams back like we did against Carolina. So mm. three and two is fine by me as long as we're showing visually better improvements. Rick, what do you think? Uh, for me, I think it's got to be at least seven points. Um, get it however you want. But uh, these are teams we should be able to beat. We should be able to beat St. Louis at least one out of two. Out of two. Uh, Pittsburgh's kind of old. I don't see why our speed, if it's going to hold back Carolina, why Pittsburgh should be able to stick around. Calgary needs some revenge. And what's the other game in there? Chicago. Chicago. And yeah, Chicago's got to be 
you know, we love Jujar, but it's got to be a it's got to be a W. You playing for them still? He is. Nice, good for Jujar. You see Kennedy's tweet? No, she's st- him. stalking him at practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kennedy, our graphic designer, is in Chicago right now. Well, brand. following Harry Styles around and also Jujar Kara. So, yeah. shout out to her, Liam. What do you think for the last little bit of the record here for October? I, I'm probably with Rick. I think they got to go in and get probably seven points. I mean, four and one would be awesome. They just got. They got to prove that they're one of these better teams in the league, right? So you got to beat the better teams in the league. Chicago yeah. should be a given. So I think everyone's on that one. So yeah, I'll say seven points minimum. Too. So again, we got St. Louis tomorrow. That's Saturday. That's a two p.m. start. Love me a matinee. So got stupid. six p.m. on Monday against the Penguins in St. Louis on Wednesday. Back to back Chicago the next night, and then Calgary on the 29th to wrap up the month. That is in Calgary. Rick, what do you think for this? What record? time is Cal? Is the Monday game? 6 p.m. In Edmonton. In Edmonton. Why? Why do we always accommodate to other teams? It's got to be a. It's got to be an American national it's, type of thing. It's Crosby like versus McDavid. It's got to be a TNT yeah. game. It's got to yeah, be. It's just God. It, just watch uh, the game at six. What's wrong with you guys? No, I'm going. I'll be <laughs> at the game. I just we never play six <laughs> o'clock games. I guess. Why does it drive you nuts? Because whenever we, it feels like whenever we play somebody at home, like yes. when we play LA or San Jose, they somehow start at eight o'clock. But when we play them there. It always starts at eight o'clock for us too. That's just because. So why doesn't the time? So change do you for want us? games at eight o'clock or no, do you want, I want them, them at six? At, I want them eight. at seven. I want the games at seven. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. But and he wants a three. In. And he wants a three dollar and twenty five cent cheeseburger. Yes, a good value cheeseburger. There's nothing wrong with that. I just think the reality <laughs> is, like the guy said, it's national broadcast, and then the other part is too with the West Coast is you're after the national broadcast at eight p.m. Start. I just hate it. Is I'm that a double header though on Monday? Forever. Like that's not like we get our double header in in Canada for the sports that's night one is a Wednesday, right? Wednesday, so yeah. I see why our, our games are our nighttime or sorry eight o'clock on Wednesdays. But is that the thing in the U.S. They like, they do a double header on Mondays? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't know. We're gonna have to find out. Uh, I no, I think it might just reason. be the one game. Monday yeah, because actually it would be kind of silly for them to go yeah. and like, why would you do uh, a national televised game like that uh, up against football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on NHL Network. TVA Sports and Sportsnet One, so yeah, it's national in Canada. Also, like Tyler said, it's Sid versus Crosby, like or Sid David versus Crosby. versus Crosby. It's like good to grow the game to put it at six o'clock Mountain Time. That's eight o'clock Eastern. People on the East Coast are still going to watch the game. It's good for the game because it's like when you see McDavid playing at eight thirty Mountain or eight o'clock Mountain, it's you just for cut out a big chunk of people that are going to watch it on the East. But you're going to get it's going to get cut out anyways playing on Monday. Well, because people like, are going to watch it. At least now it's would... not getting double cut out. Well, that's it's interesting because like the NFL, they're basically taking over the entire week. Because are they not doing a Friday night game coming up here right away on Amazon? No, oh, they're doing a Black Friday. The Black next Friday year, game next starting year. next year. So the NFL is trying to take over the whole calendar. No, here. that is Amazon keeping people in the house instead of going shopping. This way, they buy their shit online and watch football at the same time. This is fucking genius by Amazon. But eventually, the like the NHL is barely playing on Sundays this week. Yeah, or they this have, year they have four Makes sense. and then and, and on on uh, um, Super Bowl Sunday every game is over by like 1 p.m. hour it time. makes That's sense I get just get the hell out of the way right like yeah. why why even go up against them if you've got Sid and you got Connor and you want to put them one-on-one in front of everybody why not do a Saturday night game the NHL made a concerted effort, I think. I, I wish that we would have heard this from the league at some point, but it feels like when you look at the NHL schedule that, like you guys mentioned, our Sunday schedules, the NHL Sunday schedule goes for the next 
foreseeable future of Sundays. There's five games this week, five games the next week, three games the week after that, six games in the middle of November, and then two games towards the end of November and five games. So I think that they've registered and they well, understand. Yeah, stay away from Sundays. That, yeah, back away from the NFL and try and smart. make Saturday and Sunday or Saturday and Friday your thing. That's smart. Well, it is smart. Look, on Sunday, the NFL starts at 11 in the morning here in Edmonton and then it goes all the way until the late game. So why would you even bother? Which reminds me, We've got one trip available to Vegas. Nationgear.ca, Dan. We've got one left. We are going to be there for, is it wild card weekend? Yes. yes. Woo! That's a lot of foosball that we'll be watching on the Sunday. And like important foosball and, oh, and important the props hockey. are going to be flying and oh boy. And it is all thanks to our friends at AMA Travel who are partnering up with all our travel this year. So that's a big thumbs up for AMA Travel. And that last spot, if you buy it, you're getting a guaranteed good time. Shoot me an email, <laughs> dan at oilersnation.com. Mm-hmm. Back to the Oilers. Um, I think that, again, two games against St. Louis, you need to split one. At least. I think the Oilers are going to beat the Penguins. Yes. I'm with Rick. They're looking a little bit older. You know, they kept the band back together. Yeah. They can't keep up with the speed. The Oilers have a ton of fucking speed. Chicago must win. Calgary, we're going to get a better time. effort than we did in the first Battle of Alberta. So I'm going to go ahead and say, mm, I'm going to expect four and one out of these next five. Wow, you're going to expect that. That's your bar for acceptance. Okay, three, one, and one. Good. This is a fucking conference final team. team. We should be winning. Expectations should be high. Lose. Three, one, and one at the very least. Getting Welcome six out of every point 10 club. points is good. Yeah, of course. We're not wearing headphones today, and my <laughs> shit's falling everywhere. Distract. Just, just leave them on the floor. Just some new stuff. Yeah, we'll try new things today. Uh, so if you are listening to this ahead of tomorrow's game, which is Saturday against St. Louis, we want to know what your acceptable record is for the final five games. I don't really put too much stock into what happens in October, generally speaking, but you also don't want to be shitting the bed like the Vancouver Canucks either. So yeah. we've got some big games coming up here against some good teams. Measuring stick games, maybe. Like, I want to see how the Oilers match up against St. Louis. So let's look at tomorrow's game a little bit. 2 p.m. start, matinee. I was very confused when I saw it on the schedule because I just assumed Oilers at home Saturday were playing the late game on Hockey Night in Canada, but wait, you guys. Afternoon beers. I do like afternoon beers. So what's everybody, since we face them twice in the next week, what's everybody expecting from St. Louis tomorrow? I don't think quite that they're quite the same team that won the cup a handful of years ago, but they're still going to fuck you up if you make mistakes. They're a really good team, but I still I have a lot of confidence in the team we have right now, and there's no reason why we can't go out there and beat them by a couple goals on tomorrow. Yeah, they're they're a team that's just solid and plays a good structured game. And yeah, for the Oilers, you just have to break through that and not get frustrated because we've seen that against a team like Buffalo. And I'm not saying Buffalo is the same ilk of St. Louis, but Buffalo just walked through Calgary. And everyone but, says it's the greatest team in the world. Yeah, Buffalo just walked through Alberta and just made like. Eric Comrie revenge tour through yeah. <laughs> through Alberta. But I, I just think that this team has a tendency or has the the propensity to get down on itself if if the pucks aren't going in. And, and so, yeah, I just think that uh, we should be able to beat any team like St. Louis. But this team, especially early on, has been able to beat itself a little bit. So I just want to see them come out and do a concerted or consistent effort against that team and keep them back. That was the big thing against Carolina. Anytime Carolina fought back into that game, the Oilers were pushing them right back again. That for me, like last night's win against Carolina, that makes me feel better about just going into the next run of games. Not that I was worried. We talked about it earlier. Just where's your panic level? I'm still at zero, still was at zero. Mm -hmm. But having the Oilers come out, beat a good team like Carolina, 
Buy, I mean, how one, many times buy we... one goal too, like shut down a one goal game essentially. Well, and also they grabbed the first goal of the game. Zach Hyman got himself on the board. Love seeing that. They didn't give it up from there. Carolina was never able to tie the game from there. And I think that that's something we haven't really seen over the first run of games. And I hope that Oilers, that the Oilers can carry that confidence forward into tomorrow. What are you expecting from tomorrow? Liam. I can't believe St. Louis has only played twice. That was my biggest shock. They've only <laughs> played two games and we've played what now? This will be our fifth. So maybe you can kind of catch him still in preseason mode a little bit. Catch him flat foot. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Did they I start the season in Europe? Was no, that, no, they didn't. No, they, no. They, I loved it. They, they played Columbus on Saturday the 15th, and they played Wednesday. So I think all the other teams just played Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they didn't. Tough building availability at the Purina One Cat Food Arena or whatever. The Scott been. Trade <laughs> Center. <laughs> they used to be owned by the Cat Food Company, though, right? Not in my time, I don't think. It's the Scott Trade it's something. Most likely is in your time. We saw how old you were the other day. It's true, you did say that. Kind of like Carolina, though. They haven't played anybody. Well, like Columbus the, and Seattle. Last night, Carolina, they started the season 3-0, and but the teams they played were, you know... Not great. They're not great. Mm-hmm. So they had a challenge last night against the Oilers. Oilers they handled it well. They failed. They failed at their challenge. I want to talk a little bit about last night's game because there was... First of all, there was a couple of guys that got on the board that really, really needed to be. Tyler, what do you find over there on that naming rights? Uh, Ralston Purina acquired the St. Louis Blues National Hockey Game. So they didn't own the arena. They own the actual whole damn team. So the cat people own the team. What year was this, Tyler? Let's go on. Uh, 77. <laughs> I was right. It was before my time. But did they? I think they still own them, yo. Yeah, but they never once named the arena the Purina. Well, the Don't. good news about cat food incredible. is you need it always. You know? Someone named Tom Stone. Why don't they call their arena the litter box? Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> We're going to make it our own personal litter box. That's <laughs> not Saturday because that's at Rogers, but no. the next one, next week. <laughs> and it's uh, the litter box. I want to talk about a couple of things from last night. Evander Kane got on the board, needed him to. He got a bunch of chances against the Sabres. Couldn't cash any in. Glad he got his first last night. Zach Hyman got his first last night. Happy to see him get on the board. Those two should be off and rolling. Another guy who I thought had a good game despite his numbers or his box score not necessarily looking all that great was Jack Campbell. Only finished with a 900 save percentage against the Carolina Hurricanes. But I'm thinking about that one sequence in the second period where he made probably two, three, four just Great A saves. The stretch across to his glove side. Just ridiculous. So I want to just touch on Jack Campbell real quick. Early days, what are we thinking there? I think Leafs fans, it's easy for them to look at his numbers and laugh at us on Twitter and be like, oh, five away goals against average. Their fucking goalie isn't going to play for six weeks. Well, they are. There's that. And also, like, okay, maybe Campbell hasn't had his signature game yet as an oiler. Or like he's had signature saves that kept us in the game, kept us winning the game. Against Vancouver, bad start, 100%. Was great down the stretch and late in the second period. There, big reason why they won yesterday against Carolina. He was solid. Like the goals that went in. I know me and you went back and forth on Oilers Nation every day today, begging milk about the first Svechnikov goal. Sure, but second and third ones, impossible. What's he gonna yeah. do, right? So the shot was impossible to stop. Yeah. I didn't really like the first one because it was like a clean shot. Give him a pass on it. Second one, no problem. I actually had a bigger problem with Barry on the second one because his stick Ugh. was just kind of in the way but not really doing anything. And then the third one is what it is. But I don't think Campbell gave up anything last night that was egregious. No, we're just giving up too many good chances. Way has too he, many. Has he at all? This not really. Season? Not really, think, no. Like we, I don't think any of the goals have been like, wow, that was brutal. Well, and it, like my argument was if we let Leon Dreisaitl get those exact same chances against us or against them he's going to score three out of those five goals yeah. so 
I mean, Svechnikov is their player, and we let him, we unleashed him on Campbell, and Campbell to, bent but didn't break. You got to give him credit, too, though. He's the good player. He's got a hell yeah. of a shot. That's, even out there. Uh, yeah, that guy's got a heavy that's, wrist. That's you know, exactly what I'm Every now and then, we have to give the other team credit. That's the one like, guy I'm not leaving unmarked on that Carolina team. You accept a goal from Brent Pesci or Nick Ash or whoever, but Svechnikov. You could, yeah, he, he kind of like, you know he's going to get his couple chances. He just got to... Yeah, and so so for me, Svechnikov could have made that game a tied game on his own, and so but Campbell, he wasn't good enough. Campbell is the be- it was the answer there, and I think that for myself, I'm tricked. I've tricked myself because we've had a big goalie for a long time mm-hmm. that I, I I look at Campbell a little bit differently, and I've noticed that last night, especially during that sequence where I was just convinced he was done and he was out of the play, and then all of a sudden he's back again for the second chance and the third chance. It was an incredible yep. little sequence. Amazingly, Jack Campbell's still a six foot three dude. It's not like yeah. he's small. No, yeah, it's just that Miko and Mike Smith were giants. How yeah. big was Mike Smith? Six five. Really? Yeah. Oh, I always felt like he was very small man. Well, By he made small, himself I mean, look very small. Five eleven. I don't know. He's kind of. <laughs> you think he had small man syndrome? <laughs> no, I do not think that. <laughs> I used to. I guess next to Miko, everyone's small. I thought Mike yeah. Smith was 5'11"? I didn't think he but maybe that was small. Not that was small, I'm 5'11". It's quite a significant height. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so 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 coming into a, having a goalie that's a more agile guy, it's a little bit different too, I think, that that's playing a role. But like Mike Smith was more agile than, than yeah. Campbell, I think. I, Campbell just, his, really? his angles are there. He, just, he doesn't need that agility because the, there are no... There are no rebounds. Like the puck just gets kind of swallowed up by his equipment. I think Mike Smith was more of a yard sale. Yeah, I, say, I wouldn't confuse agile with floppy. Well, I, he, he was nece- yeah he he made Chaos. himself have to be agile. Yeah, yeah. He had to throw throw around his limbs all the time. Yep. Um, he just put himself in this. But, but no, the thing I've noticed with, with <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's his draft year, wasn't it? Holy, Holy hell! Shit, that's Mike his draft Smith. year. That's with Minnesota Wild. How did we not? Liam just pulled Dude, up. No, a there's picture. a couple there from that. From that draft class, from that draft class, that's like 04 or something, isn't it? Can you uh, can we, tweet that? Yeah, we need that picture up on Twitter ASAP. We missed. This is on us. Oh We're my goodness, that is an incredible photo. This should have been on wow. everything. Dude, you know he had ever. one of those puka shell. Ne- you know he's got a puka shell yeah. necklace on there too. Maybe Shark two or three of them. Well, yeah. Yeah. you can just tell the era right from there. What time? What time that was from with that puka shell necklace? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Nice early 2000s. It was only the Oilers goaltender for. I don't remember what it is. Our username? <laughs> well, you it's the it right. email. Oh, that's right. Either just sign in yours and DM it to me, and I'll post it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Liam, you what's you been your take on... You just this in your phone, too. Yep. <laughs> Liam, what's been your take on Jack Campbell so far? Um, I mean, yeah, I think he's been fine. I don't feel like, oh, no, they're coming down on a breakaway. Here's a goal. Like, I want to ask you guys like that. reassuring to have someone back there you can kind of trust and... Saying that at the same time, like Mike Smith did a good job when he was with Edmonton. I just, I just haven't had the emotional damage. From <laughs> yet. Do you, I, I'll, that's a good question that Liam kind of brought up. Do you guys feel comfortable yet with Jack Campbell back there, or is it still kind of a little PTSD from Miko and Mike Smith? Well, I mean, we can go a lot further than just those two guys, but uh, oh, buddy, I, we can go yeah, a lot no, yeah, further. We can, just, we can rattle names off for the rest of the fucking podcast here. I do, but it's you know, like he, he makes a save, and you just wait for like, why aren't you moving? Why aren't you the oh, because you had the puck the whole time, eh? All right, all right, okay. That's that's exactly what I was saying. And I'm not, and I'm not like I'm worried. Like, oh shit, this is gonna go in. 
but you're waiting for that second second move. Like, okay, there it is. But now you got to, oh, no, you held it. Oh, it's still in you. Oh, well, oh okay, I guess I'll just sip my beer. This is kind of weird. What's, uh, what? that's, that's exactly it. And during that sequence last night, I found myself reserved to the fact, well, that's a second opportunity in front of the net. Those go in the net, and I'm we're just going to be tied now. But I f- that wasn't the case. I feel like it's like when you're a, a fan of a team with a really good quarterback. Yeah. You know, there's a minute to go. You're down by six, and the fans are like, nah. <laughs> My team, I'm usually down by three with two and a half quarters to go, and I'm like, yeah, this game's fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> with Campbell, it's like his ability to smother pucks is really interesting to me because yeah. there was that, again, where that grade A chances in the second period last night where there was one dead center slot and he just swallowed it, covered it, <laughs> played dead. And I just go, wow, that's wild. And then what does he do is he encourages his defenseman right oh. after that instead of screaming at them. It's like, I'm st- I've got a lot to get used to here. You grew up playing hockey in the, in the late eighties, early nineties too. Yes, like I that, did. that, that, Yelling at a at a multi million. We got yelled at when I was nine years old. Oh yeah, I got yelled so at. So that a lot. that stuff never really fucking bothered me. When people bring up the mics, man, I, it is what it is. Trust me, I've gone through much much worse of that when I was fucking eight. I remember playing bantam and having the, a clipboard thrown at me. Oh, dude, like, that happens now. Somebody, I think, you, I think you deserved it. Ten, man. I probably <laughs> did. I probably did. I was like ten and eleven playing two teams in the same organization with the same like the same. <laughs> level and, and everything because we had so many kids so you had an automatic rival right it was like edmonton oilers yeah. and, and flames right away yeah. and like parents hated each other mm-hmm. it was yeah. it was, was intense game. man it was like yeah 1990 was a fucking weird time another guy i want to talk about how could i not huge night last night for my boy ryan nugent hopkins he was arguably he's everything he does everything you want him to do that's what he does Yes, hand and all the cookie jars. He's got five on five. He's got a shorty. He's got a couple, He's got power play. Like that's exactly what he does. And people, I still don't understand why people don't see this. All they, a lot of people, I think, all they look at is the box score or the points. And with Nuge, like last night, he got four points, and you go, "Fuck yeah, Nuge, that was a big night." But then there's other nights where he doesn't get a point, and he's still doing things right, and that just goes. He's unnoticed. just not hitting the stat sheet on those nights. So. My boy last night, he's got five points so far in the four games played, two goals, three assists. I need a big season from Nugent Hopkins because he's got some people that are doubting him after some two quiet years. I heard Tyler talking about it on Oilers Nation every day a little bit. Shooting percentage way down over the last two seasons. If he comes back up to normal, is it crazy to think that he could hit 70 points for the first time this year? I don't think so. No, it's one more point than he's had. Yeah. Tyler? Yeah, man, I'm with you. I mean, you're off to a good start when you pop five points in your first four games, granted. Four big, one. <laughs> big four four of them coming in one game. But I pointed out in an article and on my show that, you know, it's it's a shooting percentage thing to an extent as well, right? Like regression upwards to the mean. Last year, he shot 7.1%. Like, that's way lower than he's been in any of those past years. And in all those years, he's on a 20 goal, 20 or 20 to 25 goal pace. And I don't think it's totally unreasonable to expect that he'll get back to that level. So yeah, I, I, I love what we saw from the new Joss night. And I think it's just the beginning of a really good year for 93. I loved that shorthanded goal that Ryan McLeod scored last mm. night. Bouchard, Hell of a pass to get it up there in the first place. And then Nuge with just the perfect sauce right to McLeod. Great finish through the legs. Liam, what did you see from RNH last night? Saw him play well on the second line. I feel like that's where he should almost just stay now. That's where he feels most productive is on the wing rather than down the middle and just kind of see. And also, his face off stats just aren't there. Yeah, like he just doesn't. And it's an important part. And Dry Saddle's all right. Like, yeah. 
And he's still a secondary know. centerman at that point. So if Leon gets kicked out, you still have a legit centerman yeah. to put in there. Well, and at that point too, like the NHL is so fluid these days. Like those guys are weaving back and forth in positions anyway. Yeah. And you just got to put plays in positions to succeed. And if that's where he needs to be, then that's where he needs to be. Like, I don't expect a four point night every night, obviously, but every third night, yes, I demand it. Of course. I, yeah, I demand it. Other, but either way, like, I think he'll just be a more consistent player playing in there with Dreisaitl. And who's on the other side? Was it Yamo? Yeah. yeah, like maybe that's the line. And we saw it, right? Nudramoto. It's the, worked before. The line that worked before, maybe it's back. And they should keep rolling with it. It makes him more dangerous. Rick, you're at the game last night. RNH thoughts? Like I said, man, he just did everything that you want him to do. He hit the scoreboard in all three different aspects of the game. He's that type of player. He's that Swiss Army knife, and he just had a, a really good game in every aspect out there, and finally it was visible to those who can only read a stat sheet. Another guy I want to talk about that I had a good night last night that I actually didn't have on my list, but I was thinking about Tyler's show, Others Nation, every day. You talked about Warren Fogle on yeah. the show having a good night and how you th- expect him to be the next player that maybe kind of starts to pick it up a little bit. What's your thinking there? Yeah, I just I look at him, and I, I thought he had a couple of really nice chances against Carolina, and I... I don't know, it's just last year, he was inconsistent. I won't even say he was snake bit last year. He was inconsistent. Didn't bring it physically all that often. Struggled to finish off chances a lot. But I look at him and I go, he's a guy who's got skill. Like, we see it. When he does score, like, a lot of times it's skilled goals. Mm -hmm. And I looked at what he did against Carolina. And even going back to uh, the loss to Buffalo, Calgary to an extent, I feel like he's starting to get engaged more physically. And when he's getting engaged physically and he's running around a little bit, laying the body, it opens up space for his teammates, and there's more scoring chances when he's on the ice. His shooting percentage is another one that could probably go up. There probably is some positive regression to be had. I think if he I think this year it's fair to expect, or I at least think, Fogel will be a more consistent scorer for the Oilers, even if he doesn't get those stretches where he's playing with Connor McDavid like he did last year. Dan, what do you think about Fogel? Well, I was I was going to say the same thing about Nuge as I would about him. I, th- I just think that these guys, like, you see it with Nuge when he gets that goal. I think that that's just part of it. Like, Fogel strikes me as a guy that just wants to be engaged. And you, you saw it, especially last night. And I, th- I feel like maybe being against his former team maybe play, helped him kind of, you know, get into it. But I just, you know, once these guys start potting a few goals, I could absolutely see a Warren Fogle figuring this all out and it all just starting to click for him because so many of these guys have an opportunity to establish themselves and take a spot in that bottom six because right now it's rotating in and out all the time and I just think that this team is begging for some consistency down there. With Warren Fogle, I think of a guy like he would do himself a world of good if he can find a way to get one early and not let like the zero set up on the board too long. I feel like he probably got in his own head, like, oh, new team, new contract, all that shit last year. If you can just get one early, I think that'll go a long way. Liam? Yeah, I think it's just about finding consistency for him and establishing himself in the lineup. I think maybe the competition within the team helps a bit more too. Like there's, like now, Holloway hasn't had a great start to the year, but gradually he's going to find his Our way. boy got blown up he, on, uh, against the Sabres. That was a hard one. It wasn't good. No. But, I think that helps, and I think maybe that's what pushes him to get to the next level, and maybe that's what he's kind of seeing right now is uh, I've got to, like, he's not producing, but he's playing well. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way with Woodcroft. I mean, like, look at Brad Malone. Well, I think that's Brad where Malone he'll get his confidence from initially yeah. is keeping the puck out of our own net and starting to play with the puck on the other side of the, the center ice line. And when that starts going, then you start to get a little, you, you know, grip your stick a little lighter, and that's when the puck starts to go in the net. And I think that can happen for a lot of guys in the bottom 
two thirds of the lineup. I want to see this third line stay together for a bit, and that's so part you're of the talking reason. Cloud, Fogel, and Yam- yeah, or, sorry, like uh, I just, Poole. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think you look at that trio there. If Fogel can be the shit disturber, laying the body, first guy in on the forecheck, Ryan McLeod, speedy centerman. Yeso Pugliarvi, the defensive conscious slash guy with the most offensive skill, the guy who's best capable of being an offensive play driver. I just think those three, if you give them enough time to figure it out, there's potential with that to be like a really damn good third line. I think Fogel's got to find himself, once the puck's in the corner, he's got to find his way to the front of the net because yeah. a guy like Pugliarvi is so good at keeping everybody off the that he can stick his ass around and yeah. then find a puck out to the front of the net. And then you just got to, at that point, you need to start banging those home. No better insurance than a good third line, am I right? Unfortunately, you can't quite get a good third line from our friends at Cornerstone, but they do have everything else. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, cornerstoneins.ca. Pop on the website, submit a claim, get a quote, anything you need right there. That's exactly how Tyler insured the nation truck. Cornerstone insurance is kind of like having a good third line, right? Like you're the driver, you're the first line, Mm -hmm. your vehicle's there, that's line number two. Mm -hmm. And then when something goes wrong and you need line number three to step up, that's Cornerstone cornerstoneins.ca go get yourself a quote today save a little bit of money on your insurance citizens of the nation click the about there's a button right there to get a discount just because you're listening to this podcast easy easy cornerstoneins.ca ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I got to talk about a little bit of injury news slash roster updates. Philip Roberg got a bunged up shoulder. He's... I can think of no better way to welcome him to the Oilers organization than some kind of shoulder injury. Pretty sure that's called initiation. Yep. (laughs) So he will be out until at least next weekend. He is currently with the Condors. That hurts. We were expecting, well, I mean, like his name was kind of written in to start the season. Didn't really have a great training camp preseason. I hope there was a lot of hope in trying to write that name in. Yes. They actually came. I'm pretty certain it was Holland who came on and said he has to play his way off the team. And unfortunately, he kind of did. Well, he's going to take a little extra time here because he's bunged up. So he's down in Bakersfield. He won't play until next weekend. Mentioned Dylan Holloway on, what would that have been, Tuesday. Man, 
Ilya Labushkin just lit him up after what I am going to say is a suey from Warren Fogel. Yeah. Well, you know what? So I was, I was thinking about this too. And a lot of times you see them fire the puck up like that. And then instead of spinning and turning that, so he's on the left side, right? Yep. You stand there, you face the boards and you just deflect the puck off the boards and down. And yeah. I kind of think that's where, um, and they've done, they do that a bunch. Yeah. Right. So I kind of think that's where, what the mindset of Fogel was at the time. And Dylan just, yeah, you decided to try and take it up the middle and, Got to pick it up sideways, well, like man, you said. Talk, you hockey, man. Was a, I oh. thought it was gonna. I, I needed to see a second look at that hit because it was so big and so. And, but no, it was a clean hit, man. Yep. Holloway has just made a few decisions in his rookie year that, so far where he pays for it, whether it's a giveaway or it's a hit. You know, it's like you said, it's yep. it's learning, and and next time he's probably going to be the guy that taps it up the boards and and doesn't take that huge hit. But he's gonna. He's getting welcome to the NHL lessons all over the board in the first three games. But I've noticed that in a lot, a lot of the things so far because the Tage Thompson goal on Leon. Not a real name. Everybody gave Leon shit. And so he's sitting there. It's two on two. They're coming back, right? So, But he sees. Uh, sorry, uh, Nurse is skating backwards. Nurse sees Leon there. So he's waiting for Leon to come back and steal the puck. He goes to, doesn't get a chance to do it. And at that exact point. Thompson starts to cut that, uh, cut across the ice. And if Nurse stands up and like gets in front of him, he's probably got his arms there. And he's getting a holding call of some sort. So he can't do anything at that point. And then credit Thompson for getting outside of him and bringing it back in and tucking it around the goalie. So everyone sat there and wanted to hang a Nurse out. I, I, dude, it was just, that's the kind of way it went. My problem with Nurse on that play was just how far he backed in on. Skate. See, and I think that he was doing that because he could see Leon coming back. And Leon, 98 times out of 100, steals that puck. I think that those also just rust because the gap control on the Woodcroft led Oilers last year was way tighter. tighter than it is right now. So I think it's just a little bit of rust. Boys have to get up and running. There's probably some of that there. Yeah. Has to be. Uh, back I to will Hall. just go to that Fogel jumping in being the first guy to get on. Lafayette. You have yeah, to. Yeah, oops, sorry. <laughs> you have to. That's, that's on me? That's the exact same thing as uh, Nurse when he gave the puck up at the blue line and then was the guy who coming oh, back and, and got yeah. there. And everybody gives Nurse shit for the, the giveaway and not a whisper about oh, getting back and actually, that was an incredible play by him. I think Nurse has actually been really good. He is. Uh, like way really? Better. Well, I mean, compared to what we saw in the playoffs when his leg was basically yeah. falling off, like he seems to have recovered pretty well and like, he has two goals in four games. Yeah. You know, no, I, not, I think not he's paying him to score goals. Well, of course you, they are. You did pay him to score goals. He scored 16 and you paid him. But yeah, if, of course if, you paid him to score goals. For all the 9.25 tweets out there, we can't go and hork off this dude. No, no, no. You no, can't. No, You're no, right. No, no, no. You can't. We, I mean, we, we, we've seen this. We, we know exactly what it is. We, we fed it and good. it's, yeah, it's terrible. So I just, you won't see that out of me. That's for sure. I just can't make that mistake twice. Me neither. I, I'm not interested in it. I'm getting away from whipping boy culture as much as I possibly can. Back to hallway for a second, though. He's going to be out until at least... He's going on the trip. Yep, so the Oilers are taking him on the road trip with him. So they've got a... What do they got? Two more games at home, and then they leave on the road trip, I'm guessing, probably Tuesday. Holloway will join them in St. Louis, Chicago, and Calgary. Whether or not he plays, we will find out. But it's a good sign that he's on the trip. Because I'm not going to lie, I was... He got leveled like that, and I just went, oh, Boy, and then he left and didn't come back. I was like, "Fuck, man!" But I don't think it's that. Like, I, 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 it's tough to actually say this, but I, I don't know if it's concussion issues. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe got his bell rung enough to like be in pro- protocol and just kind of keep an eye on it, keep an eye on it, and nothing's really Oops. surfacing. So, Oops. I think Oops. that's where he is now. When Oops. you get hit like a truck like yeah. that, it could be all kinds it's of things. Whiplash. It's yeah, neck, but he, it's back. Yeah, it's but he's thick. Shoulders. He's yep. thick. You need like how many C's, buddy? He's three or four. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, that upper, yeah. I'm sure it takes a lot to fucking move his head like that. Uh, so as a result, the others are still playing shorthanded on the roster. I gotta love that cap situation, you know? Gotta love that cap situation. Uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic, just going back to Broberg really quick, says Broberg has an upper body injury, has been skating with the Condors all week. Questionable for the weekend, almost certainly will play next weekend. Perfect. Got an interesting DM from Gabe, a listener named Gabe. Who wanted to kind of have, wanted us to have the conversation about how patient do we have to be with Philip Broberg? You know, are you disappointed he didn't make the team out of camp this year? Sort do the Oilers need to hold on to him, or do you maybe view him as more of a trade chip because he didn't come in this year and make the team? I, I mean, I said it for the last two years. I'd be trading Broberg. It's not because I don't believe that he can be a contributor on this team. I just believe that the Oilers Stanley Cup window is open right now. And if you can get a better defenseman that can help today in 2022 on Friday, October 21st, and he's part of the deal going out, I'm doing it. That's just it. It has to be for a better defenseman that kind of suits that position today better than he does. If we could use Philip Broberg as part of a trade package that maybe, say, pushes Kulak down to the third pairing, now we're talking something. Yeah, like and I'm moving Broberg if that's, part of the, if that's part of the deal. Yep. But to ask that question about whether we're going to deal Broberg like we did Samarukov, no. Right? No, no you're not just, you're not gonna just like dumping dump him off to no. get rid of him because we don't want him. It's And, and it's certainly not going to be for a player that's the same level as Broberg. Yeah. No. So, yeah, to me, it has to be a part of a package, and it has to be that you are better today than you were yesterday. I'm a little bit disappointed he didn't make the team because I really wanted him to. But I'm not giving up on the player yet. Like like we said last week, he's kind of falling in the, uh, into the way that Clefbaum came up. And I remember watching Clefbaum and everybody was saying, oh, he's not doing all that well in the AHL anyways. And by the do time he got up, he looked really good here. So I still have a lot of hope in Broberg. Do we know where his injury actually happened? That's what I was going to ask. Was this an injury that happened in preseason? Because that's where I'm kind of. Like, yeah. Did he not make the team because of this injury? That's a good question. Because if it is... Why aren't yeah. people asking these questions? The <laughs> other week, last week, us. last Sunday, sorry, I just got to go on a diatribe. We we had how many reporters complaining about there were zero games in the NHL that day and not one of them thought to reach out to the league and get a comment on it? Like, I, it, it's so silly to me that we're just like, oh yeah, he's injured. Okay, What are they going to say though? Well, but like, ask the question and then if they're not going to say it, then they're not going to say it. But at least ask the question. Or put me in the room and let me ask the question because I'll ask it. Especially with St. Louis only playing two games. That is kind of weird. You just have questions. I have questions. Uh, But I'm sure there's reasons for why St. Louis is there. Yeah, it just seems weird. Because we we always had the time where, like in Edmonton, we were always on. Yeah, we had the uh, CFR. And then you go back long enough in March, they had the... uh, Shriner Circus, so the Oilers were always out of town around you know halfway through March, and maybe the so Saint, was, maybe the Saint Lunatics are doing a residency at the uh, you know yeah it could whatever. be yeah Nelly's not but getting then on stage. Why aren't they on the road? Goddamn cat. Well, then it doesn't. We would go on the road, out. but then yeah, you just kind of like they get it soft, and then they'll figure it. Like yeah, they just they. Just doing this, making the schedule has got to be one of the hardest things yeah. in the world to do. There's so. got to be so much math and shit. 32 in that, like, teams, yeah. 82 but games, like fuck. Zero games less than a week into your season is silly. Without an explanation, if you're the, if you're gonna just say, listen, we wanted to give the NFL its thing, then that's fine. But I, for me, I don't think we can just keep and, and to bring it back to Broberg. It's it's a real legitimate question that I, I was have. I was gonna <laughs> come back to, come back to Broberg though. It's a really <laughs> legitimate question that this fan base should have. It was he ready to play and he was hurt, or is he hurt? Yeah, I, that's what I would ask. And also, I, I don't think. 
Well, he played up until like the last few. We would have known games. something. But, but was he? Uh, yeah, he did. we would have known something. Like, you would have seen like. But I wonder if it the was training like would have been different, or he would have been going through uh, rehab of some sort that they would have seen. Like they're the not guys. gonna they're not gonna sit there and be like, oh, he didn't make the team because he's hurt. Like I don't know. They're not. But maybe you ask the question, and maybe you get him to answer it. Did he play in Bakersfield already? No. No. Doesn't play at all. Uh, my take on Broberg would be, I don't think anyone has established themselves to play on that third pairing right now. So why not just play him when he's healthy to see if it actually works? Well, yeah, I think better. you put him down You put him down the AHL. You let him get yeah. healthy. You give him a couple minutes down there, a couple of games, and then you bring him back up again. But if... I don't know, someone like Jacob Chikrin, for example, becomes available in New York. They're like, we want Broberg and this, this, and this. And you have to consider it. It's about getting better. And does Broberg make you better? Or would someone like Chikrin make you better? I believe that I think both. they are now in a position where they'll be a little more willing to move him. They may not say it on uh, in front of a camera or anything like that. Um, but I think right now, the fact that he did not crack the lineup right away, uh, I think you could see them probably, if... Chikrin was a part of a deal that they wanted Broberg. I think it would be a lot more opportunity to move him now. Yeah. I think that's right, too. Tyler, what do you think, Philip Broberg? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat as you guys. Like, if it if we get to the... I'm not giving up on Philip Broberg to the level of, like, trade him for Susie or a rental at the deadline. Like, hey, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the level of, like, Samurakov or, you know. No. But, like, yeah, he's not untouchable anymore. And I think with Kulak and Nurse signed long-term on the left side, he can be... Again, a little expendable in a deal for the right piece. Especially if Nima Lina keeps playing well. Well, yeah, if Nima Lina keeps playing well too, but I'm talking about like a move for a chicker and a move for a chicker esque left handed D man. You're not sitting there being like, God, no, we need Broberg to pan out to be that top pairing guy. Like, no, if you can get a legit impact top four guy right now, you move Broberg for him. But we're still in the position where we'd have to juggle some more stuff because of the cap but by the way i really hope things are going to go with the way uh the rumor is right now that it might go up a couple million this year yeah frank saravalli what did he say tyler so basically there was that the pandemic related debt between the owners and the players and they didn't think it would be paid off until like 2024 but it's going fast enough where it might get paid off sooner as in, it might get paid off by the end of this season because things are going so well from a revenue perspective. That is huge for us. So the cap is going up guaranteed $1 million for yes. next year. If this debt gets paid off in full, it needs to be in full, it'll go up as much as $4.5 million. That's a big difference. That extra $3.5 million, that's suddenly maybe you go long-term with Bouchard. Maybe you go long-term with Bouchard and McLeod with that extra $3.5 million compared to what you thought you had For sure you do. going into the summer. So, Or maybe you add a $3.5 million defenseman with that newfound money. Like There's a bunch of ways you could go. Um, the interesting thing, though, is they, Frank says it needs to be paid off in full. But I also think there's a bunch of incentive from both sides of this thing. To get this done this year so they can get on to the fucking... If you're the PA and the NHL sits there and goes, ah, the debt's not paid off, $80 million. If you're the PA, why wouldn't you just pay that? Because if every team has $3.5 million, that's over $100 million going towards your there's players. definitely some fuckery that you're going to yeah. do there. Or if you're the owners, even, and, and it's there's close. A cu- and there's a couple owners out there, especially the one yeah. in town. They'd be like, how much do you guys need? And I, <laughs> what do I get to spend all of a sudden? Am I get a... Yeah, here's the fucking paycheck. There you go. Take that over there, and let's go up the cap. And I'm okay, Mr. Holland, do here's, your thing. Here's, here's a, a nice thumb drive loan. full of Bitcoin from Daryl Case. <laughs> just like get this cap shooting yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it'd be great for the Oilers. It'd be great for a lot of teams, but the cup contenders especially would benefit from this. Other news. Yesterday, the reverse retros officially 
got released, even though we've all kind of had a, a look at pieces and leaks, especially here in Edmonton. We've kind of had an idea what the Oilers reverse retro was going to look like for a while now. My question just for you guys is just winners and losers. Who do you like? Who do you dislike? I'm just curious your thoughts. Doesn't really matter where we start here. There is one obvious winner, and the rest you can filter down however you want. But the obvious winner is the warm-ups or practice for the Philadelphia Flyers. With the Cooper Alls, or that's just amazing. At the end, just shut it down, contest over. Those are the winners. Walk away. So the thing that bothers me about the Cooper Alls is that they're only wearing them in warm-up. So Frank Saravalli from dailyfaceoff.com. They're not safe. <laughs> they're unsafe. But, like, come on. How? We've they had can't create the new 30 fucking... fucking years to figure it out. <laughs> I guess they like, they're like they so slippery on the ice. You, like, crash into the boards and shit. You hit the ground. You like, it's like a, little, a slip and slide. Let's make them a little more <laughs> abrasive than on the crazy outside carpets of the pants. used to have yeah. in elementary <laughs> exactly. school. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's make them a little bit more abrasive. Let's get the Cooper Alls back. Tape some sandpaper onto them. There's Come no on. Something there's, can be done. Come on. Surely now. we've got the technology to do this. There's no way those are very breathable these days. Though. I don't care about that. They, they look great. That too. That too. Yeah, we just get they speed just be, holes. They can be like the, the tearaway, so there's a snap every every couple inches. Get <laughs> guys, guys ripping down the ice. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah, but could you imagine how nice that would feel? The, like air conditioning? Yeah. Do you got anybody you hated though, Rick, on these jerseys? Um, like I get old and grumpy on this, so I, there's a bunch that I'm just like... <laughs> There's a bunch of teams that really miss. I the just mark. don't think a lot of them are great, and I like anybody who just puts their 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 name like their city name on your on yeah, your jersey. Sucks. I'm not a big fan of like, that. Th- tell me the difference between the Detroit and the Chicago jersey. They're the exact same. Yeah. They're the same, and then we've seen the Maple Leafs logo. Like I'm, I said before, I'm fairly certain this is the Nikolai Borshevsky jersey. The Jets. Either go to the Give original. Give me the Thrashers. You're the Thrashers. Yeah, but you're not. Embrace your roots. Yeah, you just can't. Stop you it. You can't do that. I said it off the air. I'd love to have seen them do a W in the same style as the T. Stop oh, pretending you're set. not the Thrashers. And then it didn't didn't call it or sorry Florida go off the Jackie Moon like like that's not even a hockey thing. There's there I is like a Flint the Tropics one. in the OHL. What's that? I like the Florida one. Florida one looks like, like a Capri cool, Sun. But it, has nothing, it has nothing to do with like hockey. I guess they, I, you know, I don't know how you, what you do for them because they haven't been around that long, but. I put them into kind of like tiers. They're the ones I love. The Bruins Pooh Bear is awesome. It's fun. <laughs> the Islanders Fisherman. Great. Awesome. Oh. Love Captain Highliner. Capitals Screaming Eagle. Uh, Predators with the Sabertooth 3D Tiger. You like those? I think they're so... Yeah. I think oh. they're just... The lightning with all the bolts all over it. Atrocious. Just... But weird enough, we're like wearing them for a few games is great. What's There's with a, the Calgary thing that's... Like the the pedestal, pedestal. No, but it, no, like the wraparound, and then it comes like north. Yeah, that's yeah, a, the. It's, it's a pedestal. It's like a. It's as if a pedestal is holding up the flame. They look like shit. Of their logo. Yeah, the kid. I did not get that <laughs> I, at all. I, I had some I said, sort of like. I had some sort of like karate, like <laughs> band, yeah. like a tie yeah, or something. Like, With the, I think that what they need to do is just turn the C down. And get rid of the negative space, Rick. Get rid of the negative space first. You know what their they logo look looks like, right? Yes. Okay. That's uh, what I said. Get rid of the <laughs> negative space. My favorites are the Dallas Stars. That's such a clean. I look hate them because now. they give me PTSD flashbacks yeah, from the late nineties. I don't like it. Hatcher right there. Uh, I like the Sharks going t- with the, the seals, seals yep. look. I love the crown on the Kings jersey. Super fresh. That's I, an auto win though, right? The Kings just have that. As soon as the Kings go purple, yeah. yellow, it's like, all right, yeah, they win. win. Yeah, yeah, every time. Uh, the Colorado one looks lazy to me. That's just that was their that was their that was their fucking the Colorado Rockies. The Devils were lazy too. Yeah, and their uh, color scheme is horrible. But the laziest of them all, 
and it's it's the center of the universe. Toronto, your jerseys suck. I'm sorry. They the suck every always. time. This one looks like you asked a little kid to draw out the leaf, and then you cut around their drawing and put it on the front <laughs> of the jersey. And I'm so I'm convinced that the next reverse retro is going to be just be a blank white square with the Leafs logo on it drawn on by somebody At least they didn't just write Toronto down the... Could have been worse. You're right. Could have been worse, but Toronto, you still suck. Also, Anaheim Ducks, you're done. You're done with this one. You either go back to it full time, Stopped every third jersey. Disney title. I know, but every fucking third jersey they do, it's like, guess what, hockey fans? We're bringing back the Mighty Ducks logo. And it's like, you've done it eight times in the last like six seasons. We get it. I know that's overplayed to me. People I, love it because nostalgia, but like, I do like the Pittsburgh one because it reminds me of like Pittsburgh's uh, legit. Yager. Sid, Those are Sid so and good. Malkin. I got a buddy who's a Penguins fan and he's chomping at the bit to get a Sid one of those. But I, I like I said so outside good. here, like, I think so the log driver's waltz on the Canucks jersey is stupid. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. What was that guy's name? Johnny Canuck? Johnny Canuck. Vancouver brought him back like 10, 15 years ago, and I think the fan base was clamoring for him then. It was right when they did that C Right when they lost to the, the Stanley Cup final? Yeah. Right when they right lost? afterwards, maybe. But uh, it seems like they just keep bringing him back again and again now, and it's yeah. kind of overplayed. There's a few teams that I nominate for the Fuck This Is Due Now award. <laughs> Columbus gets that because it makes close to no sense. The um, color schemes don't even match on that one. It literally seems like they woke up in the morning and were like, we need to announce a reverse retro <laughs> in two guys, hours. Shit, guys, we forgot this one. Same with the Devils to an extent. They're like, oh my God, we forgot to do a reverse Again, retro. Again, they don't match. Slap the Kansas City Scouts color scheme on our jersey. We're good. I like the Yotes. The Yotes went different while also, like I think the in the true name of like a reverse retro, teams like the Oilers and Yotes did it best and Buffalo to an extent. I don't like the Buffa slug. It's kind of funny. That's that's their that's that cutoff head one. They have yeah, a separate head one. Head. Buffalo slug is. I wish they brought back the buffalo. That slug. one was terrible. <laughs> that's oh, like the true Stafford year. Oh yeah, so, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I don't like that the, buffalo head. Stop the thing saying that name. Do you know how often the MSM wanted that guy out here? Listen. <laughs> Good lord. Now is the time Drew Stafford's gonna I come. Think, into yeah, time. he's fifty three. Do you know that he was a stick boy once upon a time? <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Jim Matheson just gave our pot a five star review. Here's a couple that. I really like Washington Capitals. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Go back to the Eagles. One I don't like, Montreal Canadiens, you're so fucking boring. But they I get it. The logo, iconic. Some we all get it. Yeah, they won't change it. We do not care. Uh, Minnesota, I like the North Stars colors. Give me the North Stars logo. Just use the jersey like Carolina does with Hartford's. Seattle Kraken, you got no history. I get what you did with the yeah, Metropolitan. Just wear your normal jersey. Who cares? Give me the Supersonics. <laughs> they would have sold so many jerseys if they put the Supersonics logo on the front of that thing. Uh, Vegas, it's cool that the numbers glow. Who cares? You play in the dark often? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's ridiculous. Night. Uh, Rangers, <laughs> I like the Statue of Liberty logo. I think the rest is lazy. St. Louis, Blue, Louis Blues are awful. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen the Penguins play in this jersey before. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm fairly certain I've yeah, seen yeah. that exact jersey. Early 90s. But the St. Louis Blues is awful. Yeah. Well, Terrible. Uh, I don't mind. I wish that they hadn't it like put it right next to the Predators jersey in this picture because it Both makes awful. them look exactly the same. But I love that blue note. I just do. I would rather get kicked in the shin than wear <laughs> a yellow jersey ever. The Wild just did the same thing they did last year. Yeah, nobody noticed. Yeah, everyone was like... North Stars. Nobody cares. Yeah, I think that's probably part of it. They're junk this year. Any uh, final thoughts on the reverse retros? I can't wait till next year when they're over. For content <laughs> creators like us, God, it's just shooting fish in a barrel. Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> like, 
DailyFaceOff.com, reverse retro rankings, <laughs> OilerStation.com, thoughts on the reverse retros. This is the best. You I'm got sorry. it. That's what I said. I was I was helping out with the Daily Faceoffs Instagram last year when they released it, and I sure as shoot posted 32 different posts <laughs> for each one because the conversation was a Who's going to go buy those knowing damn well they're only using them four to five times in one season? Then uh, you're not going to buy one of the oil drops? I'm nope. literally wearing it right now, Rick. When are we going to get Nike <laughs> announcing that they're taking over the jerseys? That's yeah. what I want to know. And then no, all of these will be clearance for $10. I, who did you say? Nike? Nike. I think it's Fanatics. I think it's going to be Nike because if here's my theory. They already have MLB. They have the NFL. They have the NBA. To them, the NHL, that's a cheap throw in. Just own North America. I'm going to go out oh, of left field and guess it's Federoff and White Skates. I'm going to guess it's Drake. Drake makes a hockey jerseys. Ovo? Ovo? And yes. Nobody ever wins again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to know from you. I want to hear from you on radio podcast. Which reverse retros did you like? Which don't you like? Do you agree with the boys? Do you not agree with the boys? Let us know. When Drake makes the jerseys, the Leafs are going to get 27 alternates and we're all going to fight for one jersey to share amongst (laughs) the rest of us. I got a couple of questions here for Ask the Idiots Boys for our friends at Twig and Berries. Check them out, twigandberries.ca. Use the promo code NATION15. Get a discount on your order. Or if you're out in St. Albert, Stop in the store, try on an ODR sweaty sweater. Mm, sweaty. 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 sweaty sweater. I'm sweaty in here. Sweaty That's how warm they'll keep you. <laughs> it is warm in here right now. Uh, go check out the sweater or fresh pair of Ginch. Nutsack undies. Tyler, they're comfy. Nom, nom, nom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First question asked the idiots for our friends at Twig and Berries. I'm starting with Rick because this is a very, I'm, I'm most curious about your answer. Oh, here. I'm excited now. What is one thing people get at a pub or restaurant that you refuse to order? Is it nachos? Is it a salad? Something else? Shot of Sambuca. Oh, yeah. What? You don't like Sambuca? Absolutely not. It's fucking oh. terrible. Really? Yeah. I don't I like it. Flashbacks. I don't even like fucking carry it anymore. And that's more like I'm the one who does the liquor order. So I just like, nah, I didn't order any. No, we don't got it. No, that's fine. No, we don't carry it. <laughs> that's... Throw that shot glass in the garbage. Like, I, it's terrible. <laughs> I love that. I didn't expect that answer. Dan? I, okay, so I, I have to steal one from Rick. If anybody orders Jaeger around me, I have to leave because oh, it really? makes my stomach turn. I've had it puked it's on me that, more than any other smell, liquor in the world. Yeah, yeah. It really... It's just distinctive for me yep. because it's been puked on me as many times as it has. <laughs> so, yeah, Jaegermeister. But if I had to choose a food item, I would say, like, I, I mean, you can tell by looking at me, I've never ordered a salad in my life at a restaurant. <laughs> I just haven't. It's not a thing I Are do. Are you actually not a big salad guy? I'm not. No, I, I don't. I, when I when I go to a restaurant, it's not a very common thing for me, so I'm right. not going for the rabbit food. Fair enough. I would say soup, but I love like a, I a love big a soup. French onion. That's oh, about the only oh, one I'm going for, but yeah. a big Fuck French yeah. onion, that's uh, that hits home. It depends on the restaurant, but yeah, that's... Other than that, yeah, you won't find me ordering soup. I will say, like, if I'm at a pub, I'm not ordering a salad. Like, that's not what I'm there for. I'm in there to make poor choices. But the guy down the hallway... Well, if it's a side salad. The guy down the hallway there loves to get the salad. Oh, he loves the salad. Operation Keep It Tight. Uh, Tyler, what are you not ordering when you're going out? This is... You guys might come at me a little bit for this one. I'm not an onion rings guy. That's that's fair. I I I like onion... I like I put it on things and burgers, all that. I enjoy it. I it's not like I just deal with it being there. Like I actually do like it. But just something about onion rings. I don't know. I can't do it. Oh, I've, I have to try them everywhere I go. Yeah, I love Who a good onion. Who amongst us used to go to Arby's and get 
Matzah onion sticks. rings. Oh, matzah sticks. Matzah sticks. Matzah sticks. Matzah sticks. I thought it was to be fair. Was I've been to Arby's. They've definitely had both matzah sticks and yeah, onion rings. So, yeah, 100. Um, in terms of liquor, there's not really a type of booze that I'm like, no, I'm not going to shoot that. Like I'll have noticed. Do it. <laughs> I said no yet. There we go. I whenever like I'm out, if I go to the pint, I like I don't want a shot of Jack. I'll take it. But I don't want <laughs> one of my proudest accomplishments in this company was when I steered our parties away from trays of Jack showing up to trays Jeez, of tequila. tequila because tequila is just <laughs> far superior mm-hmm. to Jack Daniels. But for food, I'm not True. ordering a salad if I'm going to a pub. Like, that's the last thing I'm doing. I want wings. I will maybe want some fries. I want a burger, maybe a beef dip, something like that. Delicious. Liam? I couldn't think of a food, but my answer is tequila. I can't do it. Tea time waits for no there's, man. There's too many times when choose not to or can't. Pardon? Choose not to or can't. Both. <laughs> <laughs> it soon became can't and then choose not to. Have you ever tried uh, following it with like a little shot of clamato juice? That no, is a game changer. Like clamato juice. Oh my goodness! You don't like or you do? So don't like. Don't like. Oh yeah, that's not gonna help you then. Rick oh, gave yeah, me that. It'll tip. kill the flavor. It might in make it. it worse. Yeah, it could, it, like the tequila goes away. Rick gave me I that tip to find out. together, and he's just like, "Here, I have a little shot of clam." I'm like, "Really? Just gone, gone, erased." Mm. Yeah, well, maybe it's wild. Find out. Okay, Liam, there's no way you go to pubs in Canada and order fish and chips. No, I, I don't. There you go. There's your answer. Also, can't wait to see you at the Christmas party. Trying to refuse my tequila shots. Can't wait to see you in <laughs> Vegas trying to refuse tequila shots. I'll figure it out. Don't forget, one. you need to have at least one shot before 10. Not There's a tequila story. necessary. On, like, we'll sure have that. a chat group. This needs to be videoed. And even though we do it fucking live on video, we still got fucking Ridiculous. tortured for it. But I'll do Sambuca. That's fine. Prep yourself. Make sure it's there the night before because you don't want to like <laughs> run around first thing in the morning. Trust me. Ask the idiots. Question number two, reversing the order. Liam, starting with you. Which hosing of the Oilers by the NHL was the most ridiculous? Was it one, the draft picks that they had to pay for coaches and GMs that were released from their previous team? Two, the the James Neal draft pick to Calgary, even though he did not hit the goals that he needed? Or three, the Duncan Keith cap credit magically becoming a thing that doesn't exist? That's already on an approved signed document. Wow. I think the Keith one, because the other ones... Like the NHL taking picks happens to other teams as well. And then the other one was the COVID thing, which is just kind of stupid for everyone. I don't like that one. But I'm, I'll just say Keith because it was literally part of the fucking agreement. <laughs> it's, in this, it's in this contract. <laughs> NHL, you sign it? Yep. You guys sign it? Yep. All right. Uh, just by the way, we're going to like just erase that one line right there. Yeah, that's not allowed anymore. All it right, basically means nothing matters. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what they said. Yeah. I, I'm reading our message from OP, original Puzar, oh. when he reached out uh, last time we talked about that recapture oh, yeah. thing, and he said that that's not the case, that the sim- the CBA doesn't help teams that don't sign the contract, I think is essentially what he got to. So it was designed, that recapture thing was designed for Chicago, not us, not our benefit. Well, that's stupid too. Well, it's, a, it's so, an asset, so, so it should be able to be moved in the deal. I, then I it's just an want asset. to put that disclaimer out there from OP. And we do read our DMs from Rizzo. <laughs> so wait, so does give us it was part of Duncan Keith's contract. Yes. Part, so it wasn't a positive for Edmonton. It was a negative for Chicago. However, if that was the case, they still just said, oh, well, we'll pretend we did it last year. Yeah, we'll and it now it's just gone anyways. I thought well, everything that happened in the contract just got moved. Apparently, this I one didn't This, this feels one like didn't a deep apply. conversation. But yeah, if I'm talking about <laughs> screwing this the team Angel over. Because the hates the Oilers. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, we have to go off the board too, though. There's some more op- opportunities for this. Um, I know. 
I think, I think uh, the most the most screwed over we've ever gotten by the league. It, what a funny thing to even have to sit here and think about. I don't know. Come back to me. Think. I got to think about. Well, I gave you three options. <laughs> I know, and I need a four. To me, it's one. the Neil one because like it never happened. Yep. Yeah, that would be like if Austin Matthews and maybe they would do this if Austin Matthews finished like three goals back of dry settle for the Rocket, but he played like twenty less games. And the league was like, "Listen, you were gonna pass he him. Would, he would have passed him if he played those twenty <laughs> games. Just give it to him." And the cost goes a third. That's bullshit. Wasn't it to that season, McDavid? If he had hit the hundred point mark, he would have like passed Gretzky's record. Yes, they didn't use this for anybody else. There's not yeah, like a, yeah. there's no no scoring. There's no bonuses out there. They're like, well, you probably would have hit it because he had to like. Also, there was James Neal was hurt at the time, so he wasn't even yes, playing. No, no, and he was probably going to be out for the rest of the year. It's garbage. At least the regular season. Rick, which one of those is worse to you? Uh, it's Neal, but the real answer is uh, the Wayne Gretzky rule. Dan, you got an answer? Dan is deep in thought. No, I still don't. I guess like James Neal's is pretty bad. Like it's pretty egregious when you look back on it because it was an independently arbitrated thing. It didn't apply to anybody else. It was just him specifically. And they just said, yeah, he would have scored those goals. Same with Gretzky though. But the year before he became for the WHA, the, no problem. He could have got the rookie there. As soon as Gretzky got here, like, nope, not allowed. And I believe they, fl- they flipped it again right after. I just, <laughs> it, I, that's more screwing over Gretzky than it's screwing over the Oilers. No, yeah, but he is the Oilers. Yeah, he was a racer. Of these three options, the most annoying to me is just to be different. I'm going to say the draft picks for coaches and GMs that were previously fired. I know that's a thing. It was a thing, but like having to pay a draft pick for fucking Peter Shirelli just like <laughs> the after he got fired is at the crazy. At the very least, the NHL could have given us a compensatory at the end of the round pick. Uh, Dan, I'm going to start with you on this third one. It's just a weird question, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Who is more of a mini version of the other? Is Tyler closer to Jay Downton, or is Bagmilk closer to Wanye? Oh, it's not even close. Bagmilk is closer to Wanye. There's times when Bagmilk says something, and I don't know if it was Wanye or Bagmilk. So, yeah, for me, like Tyler and Jay are... I don't even get that comparison. But, the, but, maybe, but maybe from the perception of the outside of the company, like yeah, we maybe. know these guys, and That's, so we yeah. get it. But yeah, Tyler and Jay are, are very different human beings. So yeah, there are, simil- one, yeah. There are similarities, but I agree with you. Uh, which which is closer, me and Wanye? Yeah, you and, you and Wanye. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I'm trying to think of like how Jay and I would even get lumped together because like gambling, I, gambling in Vegas on a Saturday night. <laughs> I think you guys have done a lot. That's of gonna stuff look. Together. That's gonna look a lot. Yeah, we have. A lot of like, by the oh, way. Yeah. And and that's the other thing too. Bag milk and Wanye have done a lot of stuff together. They've yeah, it's a nice breeze coming in that window. Oh, that's real nice actually. That's a nice breeze. Uh, also, another thing where Tyler and Jay are very similar. You put them in front of a cover band on Fremont Street at one oh. a.m. and they're having a boogie. <laughs> I can't wait. Liam, do you have an answer for this one? I have the same answer as everybody else. All right. <laughs> so get to know us behind the scenes is what we're saying. Well, I you're would, in luck. I wouldn't Oil suggest now that. Plus, but more exclusive content. <laughs> you're in luck, Dan, because the last question for Ask the Idiots is exactly that. Tell me something the audience wouldn't know about the person on your right, Dan. <laughs> oh, the person on my right? So Dan, uh, oh Rick is on God. Dan's right right now if you're listening to this. Oh, yeah, like good luck, Tyler. Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what don't they know about Rick? Rick is like, Rick is, 
has this like gruff exterior, but he is one of the softest guys <laughs> I know. And like, if you're ever in need or in help or need help in downtown Edmonton, you know where Rick is and you don't even have to put up the brick signal. He'll just come help you. So Owner Rick, shop. Rick is a softy behind that gruff exterior. <laughs> uh, Rick, you're up next. I am sitting on your right. What is something that people don't know about me? Your first name and what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking a layup. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Go ahead uh, I'm up next. Liam is on my right. I think that people probably don't understand or realize how much stuff Liam does behind the scenes for us. He's kind of all over the place in multiple shows and he's not always on the show, but he is touching a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So that's he's what I would say. More than just burger reviews. And bananas. I, don't I, know, would I like don't know if I want to be more than just burger reviews. <laughs> I kind of like that. I literally can't think of anything for Tyler. We've known each other for a long time. I'm trying to think. One story. Give Is us it, a story. Give us a Tyler story. I remember when Tyler started BTI at Nate. Oh, that was Nate. our old junior hockey blog. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. So that was kind of how Tyler and I started becoming buddies. And we used to write these articles, which is my idea. And it was a bit stupid, but... We did this thing where we would compare players who was like, it was going to be like a bracket to like, who's the best in the NHL? And I had like Jamie Benn and Tyler and like Sidney Crosby. <laughs> and I had to talk about how Jamie Benn was going to be better than Crosby. Oh, yeah. And I remember one time I went to Tyler's house for a fantasy baseball draft and one of his buddies was like, so tell us how Jamie Benn's better than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, nice to meet you guys. You found one of the three <laughs> listeners. That was awesome. I'm going to eat a banana. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, you're last up. What's something that nobody knows about Dan? I was gonna go super like inside joke and have a line about his vodka drinking, but I'm not gonna go there. Um, I'm gonna say people probably don't know that like when we say Dan runs hockey fights, like Dan cuts the fights on hockey fights. Dan doesn't just like oversee hockey fights or like run the Twitter for hockey fights. He cuts every fight from an NHL season. Yep. There's a lot of work that goes into that. Too. Yeah. Thanks. We all work very hard here. We do. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like I think that's true about everybody. I think that you could say that about everybody around the table that you probably don't know everything, every hat that we've worn. Bag milk and I being here as long as we have, we've worn bag milk's worn 50, 60 of them. Uh it just yeah, you to make a smaller company like this work now we're I don't think we can say that much anymore. Conglomerate now. But yeah, it's uh it's it's necessary. And so it's it is it is so true about everybody here. Twiggenberry's Ask the Idiots. Submit your questions to me on Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever. Just slide into my DMs. I will include you. I'm going to do a new thing because people have been shitting on me for not including their questions or forgetting about them. So if you submit a question, I'm going to leave you unread so that it shows up in my unread messages and I'll be able to find it way easier. So that's going to be the new rule going forward. Keep sending your questions. We're going to do Ask the Idiots every Friday now that we're back to two days a week. Lastly, Get the buttons ready. It is time for our hot and cold performers for our friends at Canada Snowboard. Experience a world-class mashup of snowboarding and style right here in Edmonton. A heightened fan experience grants you front row seats to watch the best snowboarders go head-to-head in the largest stadium big air contest Canada has ever seen. Tyler and I are going on a little date. December 10th, Commonwealth Stadium. We're going to go watch a big air competition presented by Toyota and our friends at Explore Edmonton. Let's finish off the podcast with our veggies. Well, we start with our veggies. Cold Perform of the Week. Liam, you're at the board. You're up first. Your Canada Snowboard Cold Perform of the Week. I'm going to stay on brand, and I'm going to say hockey rinks that don't have, like, food kiosks. Mm -hmm. I think it's ridiculous. I want to go there. 
I want to have a cup of coffee or a hot chocolate, and yep. I want to have like a burger, a hot dog, or a bag of popcorn. I think you should uh, start telling us who does not have that. Uh, Medicine Hat didn't have one. They had a booster juice. Like, were you at the arena that the Tigers playing? No, no. It was, it was oh, like okay. a community center. Uh, they had a booster juice, and then there was one in Calgary. I was at the same weekend, and they had a like pretzels a- place. It's oh. just not what I want. I, I like the pretzel option, but there's I, got there there the needs option. to be some burgers and dogs. Yeah. So I just let's get back to traditions here, people. <laughs> it's been up and down <laughs> like a toilet seat, really. Hey, we can't hear those. I it's just like see one. I just like how just such authority when he says get back to traditions here, people. <laughs> uh, Tyler, you're up next. You're a Canada snowboard cold performer of the week. I like mixing in other sports in these. So I will say the news that Christian McCaffrey is going to the. San Francisco 49ers and not to my Buffalo Bills. That's sad to me. I wanted them to get CMC and now it's not happening. So you're as cold as ice. Nation Dan, your Canada snowboard cold performer of the week. Well, he ducked the matchup of the Battle of Alberta against us, and so I'm going to give it to one Jacob Markstrom. And you now sit with your 862 save percentage <laughs> on the season, and you're still struggling. So, Jacob Markstrom, you get my hot performer, or co- sorry, cold performer of the week Shit. for no showing. No hot Are you thrilled? I'm not. I kind of am. I'm uh, very Rick, thrilled. Your cold performer of the week. Well, in much the same way Dan went with his, I'm going with one that's, uh, they're very cold, but it's quite funny for me. So it's going to be the Vancouver Canucks. She stole mine. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. They got so all those good. two goal leads and they cough them all up and they just keep losing all the time and no wins yet. This is, this has been fantastic to watch. So, sorry, go ahead. Push the button. Oh, get cold. So last night they didn't extend their record, right? Cause they were only winning by one. Is that right? I don't know. Yes. They did, yeah, they sorry, did. They did or didn't. They were not up by two ever. Oh. But they did lose in overtime. <laughs> you know, actually, I made, Waz made a video of like, who's going to get Bedard? And I jokingly said Vancouver because Quads was sat next to me. I'm liking my odds at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you're looking pretty <laughs> yeah. good right now. Bruce, there it was. Huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, my cold performer of the week is, since Rick took mine, I'm just going to say Quads. I hope you're enjoying this terrible start that the Vancouver Canucks are having. You talked a lot of shit in this summer, my friend. And, uh, well, the chickens are coming back to roost, as it were. <laughs> Oh, that's a great button. <laughs> All right, let's finish off the podcast on a positive note, Rick. Starting with you, your Canada Snowboard Hot Performer of the Week. Well, I think it has to go to two or maybe three different entities. Um, I know it's a little selfish, but I'm one of them. I guess the other one has to be the Edmonton Oilers, the arena. And then the third one would have to be the company referred to as Starter. If anyone could see this jacket I'm wearing right you now. You look great today. This yeah. is absolutely incredible. I've looked for the, one of these starter pullovers for years and years and years. eBay, Kijiji, doesn't matter. Is looking everywhere. You can't even find them on the starter website right now. But I was in the arena last night and they were just sitting there on the hangar. And uh, really? I had to make sure I got one. I, yeah, I got, I, I got my one. He's a hot guy. Yes, he is. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen one of those since I'm like 12. Same. I love them. I had a Michigan Wolverines when I was a kid. Amazing. Uh, Nation Dan, your hot performer of the week. I feel like I'm stealing yours, maybe, Good. bag milk, but Probably. I'm just going to give it to Flames Nation for all the work that they've been doing. Oh, no, fuck those guys. Ooh. i got to give them credit. I have to give them credit for the trolling that they did. Right after the game, they yes, posted the video of, like, 2012, 2013 <laughs> of us booing the players, or some other fans booing the players as they came off the ice at Rexall, and they got the internet. They fooled everyone. They everyone believed that that was us currently in our in our most recent building we you know so anyways i give flames nation a lot of credit they're having a lot of fun down there zero boomer and pinder you're doing great work flames nation you get my hot form of the week 
They can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, your Canada Snowboard Hot Performer of the Week. I actually debated doing that Hot Performer too, though. Uh, my Hot Performer of the Week is just going to... I'm keeping it on the ice. Oilers. They didn't score first against Buffalo, but they got off to a good start then. I feel like they got off to a good start against Carolina and finally scored first. So good starts in back-to-back games. Hot Performer. Hmm. Navigating <laughs> different options. The best. We the best. Love DJ Khaled. Uh, Liam, your hot performer of the week. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Amen. Back-to-back games Amen, with points. Baby. Scoring at big times. You got to love it. So the Nuge. I wish we had a just, we should get one that's just Nuge. Something to consider. Just rip the audio from my appearance on Oilers Nation every day today. <laughs> Something to consider, says the producer. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Uh, since Feeling Liam took. Are you done, Michael Scott? Okay. Uh, just because Liam took mine, I'm going to <laughs> give my hot performer of the week to the Buffalo Sabres because it hurt that we lost to the Sabres. But after that loss, there was a lot of Flames fans in our mentions talking about how shitty this team is that they lost to the Buffalo Sabres. Well, surprise. shout out to the Buffalo Sabres for going down in Calgary and beating them worse than they beat us. So I hope that humble pie tasted delicious. So shout out to the Buffalo Sabres. It's getting hot in here. And Nelly. I made a tweet yesterday. It was Rasmus Anderson is a loser. And He's a lot terrible. of people were right on top of that. And I saw literally 30 seconds of that game. And it was him complaining about somebody diving. And he was clearly not a dive. So if anyone's asking, a lot of people ask that was why. I, I was wondering. I was just, you know, I, just, I kind of agreed with the statement. So I was yeah. let it go. Just don't like him. Nope, let no, let Ever since uh, Nurse filled his face in the preseason a couple years ago, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was Kids nice. just run his mouth ever since and doesn't do a damn thing on the ice. I don't get it. I'm, I'm, it's too bad he scored that goal. He's, this. he's very yep. Calgary Flames. He is very Calgary Flames. Any final thoughts? We good? Fuck the Flames. Fuck the Flames forever. All right, Oilers Nation Radio. It's a wrap. I want to thank DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, Can, uh, Canada Snowboard, and Twig and Berries for making it all possible. And most importantly, you for listening. Now up to twice a week. We will be back on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shout out, Ash. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 